Hey y'all, welcome to the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast, hosted by Kelsey Hamrick and Tara McAdam. We are two sisters who desire to grow in love for Jesus. You are not alone, and we want to come alongside you with challenges, laughter, tears, prayers, and the eternal hope of the gospel. Whether you're on your way to work, changing your 10th dirty diaper of the day, or drinking a glass of sweet tea, we pray you are strengthened and filled with joy from these biblical truths today. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us today on the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast. Today's topic is a good one. Um, It's definitely something Kelsey and I both have had many conversations about, and it is titled, Why Is It So Hard to Find Time to Pray? Paul David Tripp, one of my favorite theologians of the day, I would say. You know, we talked about him last time, too. We did. Yeah, we did. If you can't tell, he's one of our favorites. Yes, Um, he is. But he states, um, prayer is not bringing your list and asking God to sign the bottom. Prayer is handing God a blank sheet that you have already signed and trusting him to fill it out as he sees fit. This quote is from um, his daily devotional, New Morning Mercies. I highly, highly suggest adding this devotional into your daily quiet time with the Lord. It is great at recalibrating your heart with the gospel every morning. I don't know about you, uh, Kelsey. I know we've talked about this, but to our listeners, I don't know if you struggle to find time in the in your day to do like all the things. I feel like I am constantly making lists and then those lists have lists. And some days I am struggling to even get one thing done on my to-do list. I have found at different seasons in my life, my prayer life is either thriving or truly barely surviving. Kels, what about you? Yes, I love the, that you use the phrase do all the things because it really does feel like that most days. It feels so hard to keep up with it all. And it's definitely easy to let our prayer life be an afterthought. Yes. And even times in my life, like when I say thriving, when I'm going through like hard, you know, a lot of times, you know, they say, you know, prayer brings you to your knees when, you know, you're in the middle of a storm. Yeah. And a lot of times when life is is not as hard or it is a little bit more comfortable, it's harder to find time to, that prayer doesn't seem as much of a priority, uh, which is sad to say. I mean, just, I'm being raw here. It's just sad to say. I heard it. There's a song. I'm sure, I'm sure anyone listening who listens to Christian radio probably knows it. I actually heard it today and I've heard it several times, but it says, and when I'll fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. And I think, man, what a great quote in a song, because how often are we so quick to just, first of all, try to do it ourselves or argue with people, give our opinion, whatever it may be on social media about politics, this and that. It's like, no, no, no. God is sovereign over all things. If we truly trust in him, then when we're struggling and we're going through the battle, then prayer is the first thing we should do. And it's usually the last thing we think to do. That's right. I had a wise woman ask me one particular hard season in my life. She said, you've been faithful to study God's word, but have you been faithful in speaking with him? Mm. Boom. Spiritual (laughs) speaking right there. For those of you that don't know me very well, I call conviction or correction by the Holy Spirit, spiritual spankings. And let's talk about that was a convicting question. She was totally right. I was diligent to dive deep into God's word every morning. But the last thing on my to do quiet time list was prayer. In most days, it just didn't make the cut. Thought, you know, sure, I could get up 15 minutes earlier and make sure I have enough time. But to be honest, I like to sleep too much. I basically
basically was telling God, I like to sleep more than I like talking to you. When I say Mm -hmm. I like to sleep, I was definitely getting over seven hours of sleep at night and still wanting more sleep. I totally get there are different situations and seasons like nursing babies at night, your kids having nightmares, potty training, working night shift, and you may just not be getting adequate sleep at night due to health reasons or stress or other things. But I'm talking about I didn't want to get up earlier when I was definitely getting adequate sleep at night. I know some people do their quiet time, you know, with the Lord in the morning, some do it midday, some do it even at night. But regardless, whatever time you meet with the Lord, my point is that we should make it a priority to also spend time in prayer with Him. I've definitely been there with desiring to sleep in more than I want to get out of bed and pray. I've been there with studying my Bible and going to church before too. I used to think of prayer in such a formal way and I just felt like there were specific occasions to pray or it didn't count. Uh, There's a girl I know who says, hi God, when she starts her prayer. And just me hearing that made me realize that prayer is genuinely us just talking to God. It ain't gotta be fancy. We don't don't have to talk differently when we pray because God knows us and he knows our authentic selves. I know sometimes I've prayed and, and thought to myself, I sound so fake right now. This is not me. And, you know, it's like I'm thinking God is probably just shaking his head thinking, Kelsey, I know who you are and what you talk like. Don't come to me as someone else because that's not what I want. That's not what I'm asking of you. I don't know if that's what he's thinking, but that's what I imagine it like in my head. I I think realizing we can come as we are makes it easier to pray more often. Yeah. And, you know, after spending time in the New Testament just recently in my own personal walk, um, going through all four gospel accounts of the life of Jesus again, just one takeaway that hit me hard this time that I learned is Jesus himself prayed all the time. God the Son in the flesh prayed with God the Father in heaven all the time. I mean, Jesus prayed early in the morning, before mealtimes. He prayed for the healing of others, for wisdom and discernment for the disciples. Jesus prayed that his dead friend would be raised to life. Jesus even prayed and asked God to find another way other than the cross. Mm. He prayed, you know, forgiveness on the cross of the sinners that he was giving his life for. He, He prayed in quiet, isolated places, and sometimes even in public places. But bottom line, Jesus prayed all the time. And I just kept thinking, if Jesus prayed all the time for all situations, all circumstances of life with all different kinds of emotions, petitions and requests to God, then shouldn't we, you know, like how convicting shouldn't we do that? Yes, yes, we should. We should. But, you know, we struggle to. Some encouraging Bible verses specifically about prayer. We've got 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And then Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Oh, that's so good. So so we know we need to be praying all the time. And we talked about being authentic when we pray, but also the heart behind what we are talking to God about is so important. Yes, exactly. Like going back to Paul David Tripp's quote at the beginning, when we pray, we should desire that God's will be done in our lives to best glorify him. It's so easy for us to just list out the things that we want when we pray. Yes, God is not a genie waiting to grant our wishes, even though we try to act that way sometimes. That is not it. 
it. We totally do, you know. And going back to the Bible verse in Philippians 4, you know, it says, do not be anxious about anything. That's not a suggestion, you know, like if you yeah. read it for what it command. is. A, it is. It's a command. And I had a dear friend talk about how anxiety can even sometimes be a sin. And yeah. I, that just shook me because I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm truly not trusting in God the Father who is sovereign over all things. Again, lack of prayer, I feel like amps my anxiety and my stress because like you said, I'm trying to do it myself or I'm trying to depend on others versus turning to the one person who can give me the peace that surpasses all understanding. Absolutely. I definitely know there are people out there with clinical anxiety and depression that need to take medication and absolutely hormonal and it's chemical and all those things. But definitely those like daily anxieties of us just getting in our own head about things. Right. We're worried so much about what's going to happen next and we're not living in the present. We're not trusting God with that. That's what we're talking about. Exactly. Yes. Not to downplay any sort of professional clinically diagnosis, like Kelsey said. Um, Yeah. Just the typical like women, like she said, getting getting in your head and turning to yourself versus turning to the Lord. Because we know, you know when you're doing that, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think, you know, going back to the genie comment even, I think, you know, I don't think we're trying to say, don't let God know the things that you desire. Because God does want to know all of your dreams, all of your hopes, all of your desires for your life, your family, you know, your friends, your your job. But he also wants you to ask it like with a heart posture of your hands open, like, Lord, here is here is what my heart desires. But my hands are open to you knowing that like, if you say no, or if it turns out differently, that you are good. And, you know, to remember that you are gracious and, and God is merciful and all knowing, and he does want what's best for us. But ultimately it's for his glory. Absolutely. And just like you said, we have to have hearts willing to hear the word no. Ooh, and we don't, we don't want to hear no. Our kids don't want to hear no. Our husbands no. don't want to hear no. We don't want to hear no anywhere. No. And that's, that was what I was going to say is I feel like from the time we are children, we have a hard time with the word no. And I, I would say that that's continued even for me. I don't like hearing the word no. I'm not a fan of doors shutting that I want open. And um, it, it's very difficult sometimes when God closes those doors, but we have to be willing to be thankful when he does close those doors, knowing who he is and knowing that he knows better than we do. That's right. Being willing to pray and receive answers that may not match your own is the heart posture. I believe that we have to practice and that we have to pray that the Lord enables us to have. But that is so hard. It's just hard. Like your mother gets diagnosed with cancer. You're, you find out your child um, has a condition that's going to impact them the rest of their life. Whatever it is, you know, to go, Lord, can you take this cancer away? But even if you don't, I love you and you are good. You know, can you heal my child? But even if you don't, use my child to bring glory to your name. Like whatever it may be, yeah. but like it's so hard to have that state of, of like I said, of a heart posture um, and surrendering, like surrendering your life and your desires and your dreams to the Lord is what we are called to do as the life of a believer and follower of Jesus, because that's what he asks us to do for him. You know, Matthew 16, 24 says, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew 10, 38 and 39 says, and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his 
life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And then in the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in Luke 11 verse 10. Well, and that's exactly him saying when he taught them, your kingdom come, your will be done. When we talked about earlier, you mentioned when he was praying in the garden, that's exactly what he said. Your will be done, not mine. He's like, if you will take this cup from me, please, Lord, take this cup. But if not, your will be done. Yes, I'm paraphrasing. But yes, but prayer is so important, guys. And I hope this encourages you to pray, pray, pray about anything and everything. And remember, it ain't got to be fancy, y'all. Come as you are and talk to him about every concern. And even if you think it's too small to pray for, it's not. If it's something that you're concerned about, then it's big enough for you to pray about. I know I struggle with this. I feel like I'm in a season right now that I have struggled. And it's it's funny. I almost want to say I'm in a, str- a season right now. I need it more than ever. We always need it more than ever. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's and it seems like it does get put on the back burner a lot. So I hope that this will encourage you guys to truly reflect on your own pl- prayer life and try to improve that and see if it makes a difference for you. Like I know it has for both of us in various seasons of our, our walk with God. And in our show notes, we do have some examples of practical disciplines to help your prayer life. So definitely check those out. Yeah. And we always want you to kind of like walk away from our, our podcast, like just having, hopefully feeling encouraged, hopefully feeling challenged. And, and then also like having something tangible or practical to like try to put into place. And so I, I want to share some of, you know, these practical disciplines. I think that, that we're going to put in the show notes, try some of these, they may work, they may not, but definitely prayer is, it's going to be a discipline and it definitely takes practice. You know, if you're playing basketball and you're trying to make a free throw, you don't just shoot a free throw once a day and then you're ready to go for the game. You have to practice and it takes time. And so prayer life is going to be like that. And just like Kelsey said, no matter if it's a short prayer constantly or little prayers here and there, nothing is too big and nothing is too too small to take to the Lord. I think first of all, like get an accountability partner, whether that's your friend or a sibling or your parents or your spouse. Um, But I think having someone to like hold you accountable for me in any area that I need to be better disciplined, it, it totally changes the game. If I know I have someone who loves me and cares about my walk with the Lord, who is going to say, Hey, Tara, how's your prayer life been? That's my first suggestion. Get an accountability partner. Yeah, I definitely think that's great. And another thing I think in the show notes we have is praying out loud. I feel like that's a big one for me that helps me so much because I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like the term mom brain comes to mind where I am thinking of so many things at one time that if I'm just praying in my head, I literally forget that I'm praying. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else has ever done that, but I do all the time. But if I'm praying out loud, I'm not going to do that. And it's again, so much easier to just let it flow and just talk to God and go, I am worried about this and this and this and this and Lord, I need your help. You know, right. And sometimes when you're in your head, you're like, oh, wait, I, did I turn that crock pot on today? Did I, you know, so I yeah. think praying out loud helps so much too. Well, and I also, another tip was like, I struggle with that as well. Even like I write down my prayers a lot of times because I, that's just, I like to go back and look at years of just, you know, what was, you know, in 2020, well, where's my heart at? What did the, what did God do? But I have like a, a post-it note or like one of those grocery store lists that you can put on your fridge next to me. And if something popcorns into my head,
head, like, you know, don't forget to turn the crock pot on or, oh, there's a load of laundry that needs to be shifted to the dryer. Like I can just really quickly write dryer or crock pot or something on my list and then just keep on talking to God so that's not like I have to stop and go do what I was thinking or just not, you know, think about it and then think, oh, I'm going to forget that. So see, like we said, when we're doing all the things, that's that's what it feels like. It really does feel like. Well, and I had a sweet friend that was just like, you know, put note cards everywhere with just sweet Bible verses on them and even praying Bible verses out loud, you know, like when you brush your teeth or while you're doing the dishes or on your dashboard in your car and you're stopped at a red light, can meditate on God's word, help it remind you to talk to him. I know Jeremy and I had a season where we set an alarm on our phone and when that that alarm went off, no matter what we were doing, we all, we would stop and and just say a prayer, whether it was for a specific missionary family, whether it was for a family that was going through a hard time that we wanted to make sure we didn't forget to lift them up. Or if it was just, let's thank the Lord today for what he has done for us. Um, yeah. And so I think that's again, such a good idea. You know, practical little things. And again, my my conviction, get up early, get up before work, mm-hmm. get up before your kids. And it's so hard to do because that sleep is so crucial. You know, so it's like to get up early, you got to go to bed on time, which is another discipline. And I'm yeah. a night owl. Jeremy's not. He's so we just we have to find that balance. But I think there's something I, special about starting your day off with the Lord and letting yeah. him set your tone for the day. Because me personally, I can tell a complete difference when I wake up first with my cup of coffee and Jesus and those Absolutely. days where I don't first, um, it just kind of sets it different. But I know that different people have different kinds of jobs or responsibilities. And sometimes the morning is just not going to fly and you have to do it during your lunch break or you have to do it when the kids go to bed. And um, there's no one set perfect way to do it. Um, but I do think there are biblical well, examples of Jesus who he rose early in the morning and, and different kings in the Old Testament rose early in the morning. And so there's just something different and unique about, you know, praying and, and at the start of your day, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's James where it says, set your mind on things that are above and not on things of this earth. And I love that set your mind on things that are above at the start of your day. And it puts everything else into perspective for the rest of your day when things don't go right. Like this morning for me, taking my three-year-old to school, nothing went right this morning. (laughs) And I go to the grocery store to get apples on a whim. And this man who I, the stranger just like spoke scripture on me and was like blessings to you and to your family. And he was like, you look at that blessing you have right there. And just like reminded me of my blessings I already have. And I was thinking, wow, what a shift in my day. Just having that reminder of how good God is and having that encouragement of how good God is and all the things I already have. And I, it just blew me away. And I kept thinking, wow, have I even prayed today? Have I even talked to God today? And how, how that could have shifted my whole morning before I ran into this sweet man. Mm, so I just, I feel like it was very convicting and just such a, such a sweet, encouraging story and thinking, man, our words hold weight. When we're in the grocery store, you never know who we could encourage. That's right. That's right. And I also want to say one thing too, like even about seasons where my prayer life has been barely surviving. I know I've had seasons in my life where I didn't want to talk to God. Prayer was really hard. Um, And that was either because he wasn't answering my prayer the way that I wanted, or I was in the middle of sin and I didn't want to approach the throne because I wasn't repentant of that sin, or I 
I wasn't ready to confess that sin because of shame. Um, sure. I, you know, I've even had times in my life where I've been angry at God um, and not wanted to talk to him, you know, for one reason or another, the death of a friend or the, you know, sick sickness diagnosis of a loved one or whatever the case may be, a, the, a door shutting um, that I, you know, spent years trying to walk through. And so I also just want to say to if you're somebody in that stage or that season where you not only can find time to pray, but you don't even want to pray or you're, you know, just don't know how. I think that God desires to know how you feel. And I think yeah. that speaking how you truly feel to the Lord in honesty, but yet with obviously the posture of, you know, your servant speaking to the master, you're a daughter speaking to your father with that respect and that reverence respect. Um, I think that he desires to hear wherever you are and, yeah. and let, let his word kind of speak that life back into you. So that's just my encouragement um, for those listeners that may be in that season as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to just, since we're talking about prayer, I'm going to say a super quick prayer for our listeners and then we'll end All today's right. episode, but we're really thankful for you guys joining us and hope to uh, see, uh, see you again next time with the next episode. So let me lift us up in prayer. Dear Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Kelsey um, and I having the privilege to do this podcast. And Father, we pray you receive all the glory from it. We lift up our listeners to you today and we ask that you help revive their prayer life wherever it may be, whatever state or condition that it's in. Father, we pray that you revive it and renew their love for you and give them a confidence in speaking to you no matter what season they are in and what circumstance they are facing. We love you. We love our listeners and we pray that you receive all the glory from today's episode and all future episodes. And we ask this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Hey y'all. Thanks for joining us today on the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast. You can continue along on this journey with us. Leave a review on Apple so that others can find our podcast and be encouraged by these gospel conversations too. Thank you so much for listening and we're looking forward to you joining us on our next episode. See y'all next time.